Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home. Live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. Wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on The Way Home. Well, it's not often you get to speak with an inventor who is actually helping to save lives every single day, but today is one of those days, and I'm thrilled to have on the inventor and uh, developer of a product called LifeVac. LifeVac is a very simple, small device that you can put on any age person, including yourself, if you are choking. And with its very simple design of pushing and pulling the little tiny plunger-like thing, you can dislodge what is ever in the airway of the person. And so it has done so to the tune of over 800 people so far. And it's happening more and more all the time. Over 100 people's lives saved this month alone. Arthur Lee is an amazing human being who just truly set out to fix a problem, to save lives, literally, because he was so afraid that what that would be like if it happened to somebody in his family that he loved, that he set about creating it. And he did. And it's made in America. And as I said, it is saving lives by the day. So excited to have on the inventor of LifeVac, Arthur Lee, all coming up and brought to you by Balance of Nature, fruits and veggies in a capsule. Balance of Nature is a jam-packed little capsule that is filled with nothing but real food, all natural food. And it hasn't been altered in any way except the water was taken out so that it could be pulverized and put into the capsules. That way, when you take three and three of the veggies and the fruits, you're getting 10 servings a day, 10 servings a day. And that is what our bodies actually require and need. But sadly, most of us get only one to two. Isn't that incredible? To order yours today and get 35% off your first preferred order of the fruits and veggies, make sure you put Laura into the promo code when you go to balanceofnature.com. Balanceofnature.com. 35% off your first order and free shipping. Coming up, the wonderful Arthur Lee, inventor of LifeVac. Don't go away. You're listening to The Way Home. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, if many of you have been listening to me over the last month, I guess since about March 1st, you may have heard me on the morning show talking to an amazing human being who has done something amazing for the world. He, out of the out of necessity and out of a fear of what would happen if it occurred in his family, created a device called a life vac. And this was to um, mitigate the circumstances around which somebody is choking, whether it's yourself, someone in your family, um, anywhere from a baby to uh, an elderly person and every single person in between. Arthur Lee wanted to find a way to make sure that families did not have to go through the extreme, uh, just the extreme sadness of losing a loved one, a family member, uh, to choking on something. And he came up with this, I guess, about 11 years ago. We're going to hear from him because we have him here for a full half hour. We've been talking on the morning show. But Arthur, thank you so much for joining us on the way home, because this is um, it, meeting you was a game changer. And I know that with uh, all the 
hundreds and hundreds of pictures on what you call your wall of saves. You have indeed changed the lives of so many. Thank you. Well, you know, I want to thank you. On my, my daughter made me a bracelet that says change the world when she was little. And I wear it because people like you and all the people that spread the word and get the message out there, we are changing the world. And all these lives behind us are are changed because of people like yourself and, and continuing the process of education. So I'm grateful to you and I've enjoyed talking to you and I've enjoyed sharing it with your audience. And it's really been a neat thing. And I know you will save a life. Well, Arthur, you're, you're very humble because truly you, you do this and you have brought awareness to LifeVac, your product that you developed all over the country. I see you on TV and I hear you on the radio and but, you know, it's very rare that you hear about a product that literally is saving lives and yet anyone can do it. And so when you said that your daughter was young, I asked you, why was it that you decided to develop LifeVac? You want to give us a little bit of the story for those who haven't heard it yet? Yeah, uh, happy to. The I was visiting a friend in the hospital. His mom was having a procedure, so I was just keeping him company. And he pointed over at one of those cold steel metal gurneys with the wheels, and he said the last time he was there, there was a seven-year-old on that gurney that had died and was uh, had choked to death. And I, I, I was, I could still remember looking at that gurney and saying, "What happened?" And protocol didn't work, and the child died. And he explained the sound of the mother crying and wailing of, of just passing out and the pain of the whole crew. And my daughter was seven. And I said, this is nuts. I, I, I have to do something. Uh, I started researching to see and found out how common it is. One child every five days, 5,000 people a year. And until then, and getting this crazy contraption, I was very nervous, right, because I knew I knew it could happen. I knew what I would learned might not work. So that was the moment of, of, of non-negotiable. I needed to figure out a way to save my daughter. Honestly, uh, it was really about that until uh, I realized I couldn't be the only one. And that was 12 years ago and put me on the path to save all these lives. So you said that your dad, we, we had talked previously, as I mentioned on my morning show, and you said that your dad was an engineer. Um, you not necessarily an engineer, but you somehow engineered this device. How would you know scientifically how to come up with an idea? Was this an idea first? Like if we can have some kind of suction device that can pull something out and anybody uh, pretty much of any age can actually handle this product. How did it come to you? Well, the the good thing about the cell phones and the information network that we have that's rotting our brains, there's a lot of information you can get from it, right? So I was able to research medical journals showing the amount of force the body could generate. Problem um, is it's zero in some cases, and it goes up to about 70. Let's just use that as a number. So I knew I didn't need a lot of force, and I also wanted something super simple. Like when I went down the path, I started creating these things and they kept getting more complicated, right? I didn't want a tube. I didn't want to push a tube into my child and try and fish it out and suck it out with a tube. That all existed. So my challenge was nothing existed that I felt I would be comfortable with using. Um, 
I had failed on a bunch of things that got too complicated. So I went to Home Depot, like every good medical scientist. <laughs> I found a little sink plunger. And this is the original one I made. And I just glued in a mask and used electrical tape, once again, like every medical genius. And uh, I just made a simple device that creates suction. And it worked. And it worked really well, and it was really easy to use. This is 12 years old. still works. So you said a sink plunger, which is obviously smaller than a toilet plunger. Um, yeah. And and then you, you put this sort of plunger-type uh, uh, handle on it that you can push down, correct? And then when you pull it up, that's when it creates the suction. And it can – now, how did you know what kind of force you would need – to be able to dislodge something, does it? Can it get something that's way down in someone's? I don't know. Is it trachea or esophagus or something or throat? How does how does that work? Well, the the misconception of which I started too is that the reason it doesn't come out is because it's too stuck. Well, the real problem is that on any given moment, the body doesn't generate enough force. Right? It's a random generator of force. <laughs> well, you have no air, you die. You can't get any force. The person's big, the rescue is small. So if you the two major studies are called Langhill and Guldner, they study the force that's generated by squishing the body. Well, the this, which is the modern version, generates three hundred, right? So it doesn't care if you're big or you're small, or you have air, or you don't have air, you know, it's stuck a little more than it's not. It has enough force. And it's similar to a good sneeze or a good cough, right? If you could take a deep breath and cough, you're going to expel the object. Mm -hmm. The choke is you can't cough, right? It just catches you in that one little moment. So I, I was able to research that, and then you can measure this, right? Down the road a ways, we took it to an independent laboratory, and they measured the force that's generated by pulling it like that. So. Mm -hmm. The, the really uh, God wink of this little plunger is it creates just the right force. It's right around 300 millimeters, hard as you can cough or sneeze, and knock on wood, and to date, no uh, failures, no adverse effects. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine how, and how many hours do you think that you were in development with LifeVac? Well, the the real, you know, you mentioned my father being an engineer, and he was in, he was job was reliability of the men landing on the moon, which was really cool because it taught me anything's possible if we could land a man on the moon. And as a little kid, my father did it, a couple guys, <laughs> you know, and uh, but it told me anything's possible. And he also instilled in me the necessity for something to work, always work and have every option of failure in your mind when you're trying to create something important. So that's why this has a very dedicated valve system, so you can't block it, right? The air is going to vent on the side, so it can't push it in. It creates a ball valve, which means it can't ever rot or fail under load. It's a ball valve. It'll always work. This lasts forever, you know? And I attribute a lot of this to my dad, right, and and the desire to make something ethically right, right? It'll last forever. It should always work. It's got redundant system in the valve, so the air is going to vent. And uh, it covers your whole family, kids and adults. Now, business so the, same, the same size life vac 
which, by the way, I'm trying to give people an idea who are listening on the radio. It's it looks like it's about is it a foot long? If you would measure it, not even like maybe nine inches or something. So we're talking about something that you just pick up. It's very light in weight and you put it on what it could be your baby's face. It could be your grandfather's face and you push it in and you pull it out. And so the same suction area that goes onto the face is the same for anybody at any age, Arthur? Yeah, it, the theory was to make it universal because the business world wants you to make one for kids, one for adolescents, one for adults because you can sell three. Well, I didn't care about that. I wanted people to be saved. So each kit comes with an, a child mask, an adult mask. So depending on who you're saving, you just put that mask in and you can rescue anyone, including yourself, as you mentioned. And the the simplicity is all that's what I was in search of with this thing. My glued together thing. Simple. Place, push, and pull, and you save a life. No matter you panic, you'll you'll get it. Just push it and pull right. it. You'll pop it up. Place, push, and pull. Pull. And the design is so simple but elegant in its simplicity. And it's also incredibly affordable. So it's the type of thing where you can afford to have one in your house, in your car, at your office, because, I mean, wherever you might be. I, my mom told me a story about a couple of years ago. She was choking in the kitchen, and they live in this big house that has what used to be a barn, but it was turned into a home. So to get from the kitchen to the upstairs where my father was on his computer was like quite a hike. She started choking in the kitchen, didn't know what to do. So she thought the only thing she could do is to run up and to tap my father on the shoulder and try to get him to maybe do the Heimlich or whatever, which he did. But my father's six foot one, my mother's five foot. So, you know, that was easy for him. I think for a lot of people, I know for myself all my life, I'm like, I sure hope no one's choking around me because I don't know if I would be able to actually perform the Heimlich maneuver because I wouldn't either have the strength or I would be hitting it in the wrong place or injuring them while I'm trying to get it out. I mean, there were there was a lot of fear around that scenario for me when I would think about it. And just like my mom. So, you know, I the, the fact that this is just so unique and that anyone can use it and it's good for everybody, like you said, universal. Um, you even told me that you've saved Three little three little kitty cats have been saved by people using it on their pets. Is that correct? Yeah, we've saved some kitty cats. And I guess to me, that's more of, you know, we all love our pets, so I get it. You know, my, my dog's my buddy. But the what it is is proof of the simplicity and how it'll work, you know. And the, uh, the scenario where you're talking about if you flipped it and your father was choking, your mother probably couldn't save him. You know, and right. we've seen a lot of that. We've had parents buy it for their kids and save themselves or to save their in-laws or, or to save their spouse. You know, we've had some very uh, large people. And the comment we get is, thank God we had that thing because I could not Heimlich them. I could not get my arms around them. But really, one of the big missions is persons with disability. You know, if you look at a choking poster, you'll notice that there's no uh, procedures or policies or techniques for a person in a wheelchair. The reason is there really was nothing you could do. You can't get your arms around them, um, and and that's a tragedy, and that, that has to change. You know, that's one of my passions is schools and special needs, that 
everyone deserves a chance, you know, and this could be you sitting, laying down, standing up, laying on the ground. We can save those people. We can give them an option where currently they don't really have one. And that's part of the, the, the importance of you sharing these stories that I'm so appreciative of. Make people aware that everyone deserves a chance. And if you certainly have someone with a disability, please consider a life act to have you know, by yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think of little kids in the backseat of a car in those car seats and, you know, just how having one with you at all times can just make such a difference. And people indeed send you pictures and stories about how the life vac saved their family. And I, you post them sometimes on your Facebook page on life Vac's Facebook page. And it's just so stunning. And so, it's just it it just warms your heart to read these stories and like i said it's any age it's like a 10 month old baby um a 93 year old grandmother and you know a strapping teenage boy i mean they're everybody is eligible to be saved if they're choking with life vac it's a beautiful thing and the price point is such as i said you can afford it it's it's around 69 dollars and um it's again priceless with saving a life uh, priceless for sure and around arthur you can't see this because we are on video and you're listening on the radio but he has what is called his beautiful wall of saves talk about how the wall of saves got started and that looks that is just tremendous looking at the literal it looks like Almost a thousand pictures. Is that true? Well, it's yeah, it's close. Get up to eight hundred, and the the inspiration when you walk in here is overwhelming. You got to remember the first year we saved zero, the second year we saved zero, the second year, the third year we saved six, the fourth year we saved nine, the fifth year we saved sixteen. Well, we've saved a hundred this month. There are eight hundred families on this wall that are still together, and. Part of the awareness that I'm so grateful from you is how often it happens. That was the first thing that freaked me out. It's 5,000 people a year. So that means about 14 people a day die. And, you know, and then you back it into the horror of the story. The mother saved herself in front of her three little kids. They couldn't help her. She saved herself. Being a mother, she was more worried she was going to die and and scar them, you know. That's Mm -hmm. how mom. But. Every one of these pictures on this wall don't have that. They went back to playing. They, we got we got saved the other day. I told you the little girl stole the hot dog off the mom's plate. Gone. She was dead. Life fact saves her. Cries. Gets back up. Tries to steal the hot dog again. <laughs> you know. Oh my kid, right? That's what they do. But to me, the beauty of that story was. She's okay. You know, she's fine. She's back up trying to eat the hot dog again. And when I look at the wall with 800 pictures and 800 faces, every one of those families is not destroyed. And together with your voice and our light back, the more families that don't have to be destroyed, they don't have to live the rest of their life, uh, you know, with that day of pain. So that the whole about that it's all about it's a wall of remembrance these people are still here usually walls are you know in memory these people are still here they're still going so it's a very positive wall that we don't see in the you know other worlds of historic uh, documentation you know so it's a very powerful motivating thing 
It is. And it's just it gives me goosebumps every time we talk about it. And I'm talking about it on the radio every day. And actually, yesterday uh, we had somebody write in because we, we do a quiz uh, on the morning show uh, where I am. And um, the person who won the quiz said, P.S., please tell Laura that I bought two life facts yesterday, one for myself, one for my ex-wife, because we co-parent. And I just was just thrilled just to know that people are hearing it and they're a call to action because the worst case scenario isn't something they want to live with. And it's just such a beautiful thing. Arthur, I'm so, so grateful to know about you, to know about life fact and to know that like you said, every day, because when we started talking for the very first time, it was on March 1st. And here it is now almost the end of March with Choking Awareness Day coming up in just two days from now on the 28th. And from the from the March 1st until now, I think there have been almost 100 lives saved. I think yeah, you said so that, right? How cool is that? Like you get that message, like the, the unanticipated thing is the gratitude we get from people. Not if we even if we save them, obviously, those are like you cry. But for people that say it was my biggest fear, I had a woman, her son had Down syndrome and cerebral palsy and he was a big kid. Grab my arm and hold me and say, thank you. That's my biggest fear because I don't know what I would do. I, I was always afraid, but I didn't know what I could do. I couldn't hide like them. And the way she held me and expressed that gratitude, that that was her fear. Think about it. We saved that mom every day because she had that ongoing fear. People who live alone, people who have grandkids over, right? And they're scared. So there's an unanticipated beauty of of taking that off and saying, it's okay, you gotta, you're going to have a good chance. You're going to be all right. You have something you could do. And between the lives saved and all the accessorial benefits of peace of mind, of you know gratitude to take one thing off a special needs mom's plate, it's just an amazing thing. And I, I'm so glad you got someone that showed you that gratitude, that thank you for letting me know. And I bet there's hundreds more who just didn't, you know, yeah. write in to say it. But there's so many more on a daily basis that are getting it for this purpose. And um, like we said, Choking Awareness Day, March 28th. But now it's not something to be horribly feared as though I hope I'm not a statistic. Now there's something to actually do to go out to buy um, by ordering it actually on the website. And just so everyone knows, what I also love about this is that LifeVac is made in America. You created it, you designed it, and you have it manufactured right here in our country that means a lot to people. It does to me, and I know it does to a lot of other people, too, are there? Well, it was done for quality. Like I said, my dad instilled certain aspects in my brain, right? So it lasts forever. You only know, have to buy once. You don't have to buy a new one every year because it expires. It covers your whole family, not just one, not everyone. We make it here and test it here. Six peer-reviewed medical journals. Uh, it's FDA registered. We're all good. It's double tested before it leaves here. And uh, if you use it, we give you a free one, right? And I did everything I could think of. We've had six-year-old life acts save a life. My my 12-year-old one that I made in my garage still works. And it wasn't about making something that goes obsolete so you could sell another one, make it in China, ship it in, sell another one. 
It was about getting a message that a 10-year-old life hack saved a life. And it's what it's all about. And I just did my best to make that happen. Do you know, Arthur, are young people, like let's say somebody, someone's mom is choking, um, can someone as young as maybe 12, 13 administer the life hack? Is it easy or is it really more for adults? No, I mean, that's the beauty of it because like we were talking about the limitations of size, right? That your child can save you with a life hack, you know? And that that is a really important thing if you're a caregiver of kids that you choke. <laughs> and the the ability to just place, push, and pull opens the door to being able to save everyone by everyone. And I think it's great, too. My my partner on the air, the first time you came on, he was so intrigued and so excited about life back and talking about it. And then he said, can you get, please ask Arthur if we can use it on ourselves? And I thought, oh, why didn't I ask that question? But when you said yes, it was just like, are you kidding? This is just truly a dream come true. If someone knows that they can actually save themselves and not like my poor mother did, you know, run around the whole house trying to find my dad. Um, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible, uh, thing and an incredible product. And we want everyone to know where to get, yeah, go ahead. Say what? The biggest peace of mind that I get told all the time is people who live alone. They're one of the ones that are really grateful because there is no option and they know it. And the gratitude is exactly what you were expressing, you know? Wow. Thank you for letting me know. I have the peace of mind that if that happens, I could do something. Well, you are truly a hero, and I know you don't take credit for that. You're just the most humble of human beings, Arthur Lee, but we are so very grateful to you, and so are the thousands um, that are being saved. And and the, in the future, just imagine if this goes up 100 people per month, how just just how wonderful that is for our world. Thank you so very much. I want to make sure that everyone knows the website, Where to Order Life Act, because you don't get it in, in retail stores, correct? No, and, you know, as with anything, the knockoffs are out there. The best way to make your family safe is lifeback.net, and you go to our site, and you can read the medical reviews, the journals, the reviews, the saves. We put all the saves up there. And, you know, my hope is, you know, if you're particular kids or an elder person, then, you know, you consider it. And we all need to fight for our special needs and kids in schools because we have that they, you know, we all make a choice whether we get it or not. You want a fire extinguisher, you don't. That's fine. But mm-hmm. those kids, we got to fight for. A hundred percent. Every classroom, every lunchroom, every office, every car. It just needs to be ubiquitous everywhere. LifeVac.net. That's spelled life, L-I-F-E, VAC, V-A-C, dot net. LifeVac.net. Arthur, thank you so very much for being here. God bless you. God bless you, too. Your uh, your voice helps change the world. I'm very grateful for that. I truly feel honored. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, if you thought AI wasn't uh, kind of infiltrating uh, every aspect of our life right now, here's another one for you. How about sports? Is it going to be a part of our 
fan experience? Is it going to change the game? Well, we have somebody here who's going to let us know all about that, especially when it comes to the world of tennis this year with the Open coming up. Noah Sykin is here. He's the vice president, IBM Sports and Entertainment Partnerships. Noah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Laura. So how in the world is AI going to, A, not only be involved in the sports experience for the fans and for the players and such, but is it going to be a good experience? Like, what? how is it affecting it? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. So, so IBM has partnered with the U.S. Open, the USTA, for many, many years. And, you know, the U.S. Open is a business, just like many businesses. They want to grow their business. They want to get more fans, have more people love tennis, have more people play tennis. Uh, and so they look to IBM and they look to technology. They look to technology to grow the game and to engage fans in new ways. So uh, they have a great uh, website, mobile application. IBM helps build it, run it. We integrate uh, the scoring and the video and the social media. And this year, we've actually brought generative AI to those websites and digital platforms in the form of commentary, AI-generated commentary on top of video highlight packages. And we've also taken uh, a new approach to the draw. You know, there's all these players and they get paired with each other in the, in the draw over the course of uh, a tennis tournament. And so we're using artificial intelligence to bring new dimension to the draw and who might have harder or easier paths to actually win the championship. So whether it's looking at the players in the competition or actually creating new video experiences, the USTA is asking us to bring these new technologies to bear for them so that they can engage fans around the world and draw more people into the event. That's really interesting. And I imagine IBM was uh, a no-brainer for them. Just you've been in this type of uh, business for for so long and, you know, at the forefront of, you know, the computer experience and, and so so forth. But I, you know, like anybody who doesn't know that much about technology and AI technology, especially, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but what if the what if the information they're putting out is like wasn't programmed properly or was skewed <laughs> to, to favor somebody over another one. Like, I think that a lot of us think like that, that what if it was, you know, programmed, you know, to skew one way. So is, that's probably a silly yeah. question, dumb question, but it, it, does that play any, any that factor? Is not, that is not a dumb question at all. It's re, it's a really, really good point. There's so much data flying around the world these days. And as you mentioned, a lot of people are more familiar with generative AI because some of the other, you know, some of the capabilities out there, whether it be chat GPT or not. But the reality is, you know, you may engage with those platforms. You don't really know what you're going to get back because you don't know where the data came from. And so one of the things we believe really strongly in, and so does, so does the USTA, is having trusted data, knowing where your data comes from, being able to manage it appropriately, keep it safe. Uh, and so when you engage with these new technologies, a chatbot, uh, giving you an answer to it at a bank or something like that, um, those kinds of institutions, whether it's a bank or the USTA, needs to have control of their data and know where their data comes from and how it's being used. And that's really important in terms of the capabilities we bring uh, to bear for all of our customers, whether it's sports or not. You know, we have this new data, uh, this new generative AI development platform called Watson X. And a core component in that platform is all about using trusted data and governing data so that it's used appropriately. So your question isn't silly at all. It's really one of the most important points that people need to, you know, understand in the technology world today. 
And would um, Watson X or any type of AI, is it subject to the same type of, I would say, malicious hacking that uh, other uh, platforms and on the Internet are, you know, have to deal with as well? Well, you know, I, I suppose so. But in our case, um, when we work with the USTA, one of the things that we provide to the USTA is, is great cybersecurity, right? So these digital platforms, websites, they're targets for the bad guys. They want to, you know, bring down some feather in their cap. And so whether it's the data and being able to secure the data or the platforms themselves, you know, uh, security overall is a really important, um, a really important thing that we, we focus on and bring to bear. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad guys out there, but we do uh, believe that we have some great capabilities to keep uh, everybody's data safe. That's wonderful. And Noah, if you could give me maybe one or two small examples about how AI is going to uh, operate within the USTA, if someone goes to one of the apps, like what are some of the fun, interactive things that a yeah. fan would be able to do? Give me an example, if you could. Sure. So um, at any given point at the US Open, there's 17 matches going on simultaneously across 17 courts. There can't be uh, commentators, you know, calling all of those matches uh, at the same time. And so for all 254 singles matches at the US Open, those highlight packages that get produced from across those 17 courts constantly are actually powered by uh, generative AI. So the voices, the commentary you hear on top of those packages we're generated uh, you know, with our capability using Watson X. We're taking the data feeds off of those courts, uh, the forehands, the backhands, the, the aces, the winners, the passing shots. Uh, we're teaching the large language model what those shots mean and where they show up. And then the commentary on top of those highlight packages are now generated using these uh, generative AI voices. So whether it's the video commentary on the highlight packages or you know, the, the event is about to begin in a couple of days here um, and the draw, ha, you know, is released. Well, you know, there may be some upsets. There may be some people who are playing really, really well that are coming into the U.S. Open um, that their global ranking doesn't necessarily suggest. So we've taken a new look at the tennis rankings with the power index. We've laid that on top of the draw and we're starting to show the difficulty of each player's draw and their likelihood of making it you know, to the next round and then ultimately to the final. So whether it's video packages or a deeper understanding of the competition and who's going to play who and where the upsets may occur, you know, these are all new uh, uh, features powered by generative AI that the U.S. Open is really excited to bring to fans. Sounds very sophisticated. And one final question for the voiceover <laughs> artist here who makes a living using my voice. Do these AI programs use original voices coming from humans? Or are they completely generated by some internal uh, capability with the AI? Yeah, they, they've been trained with human voices um, and then they've been uh, then they're synthetically uh, modified. So they get, you know, they get taught over time. So they're they're not putting anybody out of business. If you think about it, um, you know, we're really filling in the white space in tennis. So, you know, there's a commentator on maybe one or two courts, but those other courts don't have commentary at all. So, you know, we're bringing uh, these capabilities to places where those commentators don't exist. We're mm -hmm. never going to replace a Chris Everett or a Chris Fowler or a John McEnroe. They have their own, you know, special touch to, uh, to calling a match.
Great. Well, you've really uh, helped to settle a lot of things that I think people are always asking about this new <laughs> new world that we're living in. Noah Sykin, you've got a great voice yourself. I thank you for bringing it uh, kind of down to earth for us. If you wouldn't mind, give us a, a website where we can find more about watching um, the, all the, the Open, the U.S. Tennis Open, um, and everything that we want to, to experience with the, with your app. Yeah, I would point people to ibm.com slash sports or slash U.S. Open to learn more about these technologies, how we bring it to the U.S. Open and uh, the world more broadly. Fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to be with other sports as well, not just tennis. Yes. Okay. Noah Seiken, Vice President, IBM Sports and Entertainment Partnerships. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And thank you for being on The Way Home. Thanks, Laura. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Once again, here's Laura. Well, NTT Sonority is a subsidiary of the renowned Japanese global technology leader, NTT, and they have been quietly working on technologies that may become as ubiquitous as sound itself. Personalized sound zones, PSZs. Well, at the forefront of this incredible initiative is Robert Sakakibara, and he is serving as the Global Marketing Group Director for NTT Sonority. And this just tells me, uh, Robert... That the future is already here, and this is so advanced that it, it's a concept. I'm even having trouble wrapping my, my head around exactly what it is. Please explain to us what personalized sound zones are. Thank you. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with their company yet, uh, please allow me to introduce ourselves again. Uh, we are NTT Sonority, a subsidiary of NTT, which is one of the, Japan's largest and most prominent global technology company. Uh, we are the global tech player known for shaking things up with innovation. And speaking of innovation, we're diving headfirst into this exciting world, world of open-ear devices through our PSC technology, which we call the Personalized Sound Zone. Now, this PSC technology is a core technology for providing an ultimate private acoustic space. This is a technology that uses dedicated speakers with special hardware technology and acoustic single processing technology to reproduce sound in a specific area with open ears. So to, to make it more easier to understand, the device applies this PSZ magic, magic and cancels out sound through air vibration and allows sound to, he, to be heard in an encapsulated area. Yes, and so let's give a scenario that might explain further what this is and and how it can actually um, enhance someone's experience. Let's say someone's working remotely and they're working from home, but there's a lot of ancillary noises going on in the room. It could be a baby crying. It could be the dog barking. It could be a siren on the street if you're in New York City. So tell us where these PSZs, the personalized sound zones, how does this work? How does the technology work and what does it do? Well, see, um, this is an open-ear wearable device with minimum sound leakage that could be used in both private and business situations. Uh, It's a portable speaker that uh, propagates sound only within a certain range, and it doesn't really plug your ear like the existing um, bone conduction uh, earphone or headphones. It's not an ordinary headphone that we usually use. So just imagine a scenario, a child's voice that you would want to hear while remote work or a favorite song that you want to enjoy in a crowded place while traveling or perhaps like a baseball. 
people could just listen, listen, they're listening to baseball broadcasts simultaneously while watching an actual, actual game at the stadium. More, moreover, like people could do like jogging or exercises, go out to gym, but they can stay alert to an unexpected incidents while jogging outside because this is an open ear wearable device. So any outer external sound could be heard while you're actually listening to the music. Okay, so this is probably, I'm thinking safety. When I was, um, when my daughter was young, she lived in Manhattan. And I, I, I used mm-hmm. to tell her all the time, I used to say, do not walk down the street, because she would walk for hours in, in, in the city, mm-hmm. but she would have headphones on with music playing really loudly. And I said, you do realize when you do that, you have no idea if a, if a truck is honking its horn at you, or if someone's screaming mm-hmm. for help, you have no idea for cars coming up behind you. So I used to get very nervous. I said... Please take those headphones off while you're walking and be aware of your surroundings. So what you're saying is that she would be able to have the experience of her music, but also be able to hear important ancillary sounds. How does it actually cancel out things you don't want, but keep in the things that are important? As you just mentioned, you can stay alert to any emergencies while enjoying like, you know, music and or other occasions. But these devices are very helpful to be alert in other environments as well, too. I mean, it actually blends in with your uh, ordinary life and it keeps you alert with other surroundings. That's probably the biggest merit you know, of our product. And our engineer team conducted numerous tests to perfect the way we minimize sound leakage. So it gives you a lot of advantage in it. Again, as I mentioned, it actually blends in with your daily life naturally as if that you're not putting on the device. So how often is it a device that's only worn on certain occasions when, or is it something that you would leave on all the time? Well, yes, our engineer team had conducted numerous tests to, to make the perfect design and people will be able to wear it all day long. So we, we, it, it's a very comfortable device. People could wear it all day, and you won't just notice that it's still on. That's incredible. And if I'm sitting next to somebody on an airplane, really close quarters, where I'm trying to get some rest, but they've got, you know, their their heavy metal music blasting out of their earphones. Does if they had this device, um, your NTT Sonority uh, products, would I be able to block that out, and I wouldn't be able to hear that? Well, I wouldn't say completely, but again, it minimizes sound leakage. So most people would not be able to listen to what that person is listening to unless that person put it, put it, put the music in a high volume. But obviously that goes to other products as well, too. But again, our technology, it cancels out uh, noise or sound through air vibration. So most people will literally hear what, they're, what the people are listening to. Your company, NTT Sonority, is a really well-known audio brand. You're a huge company globally, and so you have Thank a you. Lo- lot of experience in, in this, and you're way ahead of the curve, I think, when it comes to creating new technology. Do you see this becoming ubiquitous? Are people going to be using this product? Um, do you think it's going to be everywhere? Yes. Uh, you know, in the coming years, I see us diving into auto experiences that are like nothing before. I mean, just like how smartphones actually change the way we chat or communicate, our new NBEs are one, the product itself. And it, it, it's, it's really a cool technology. And this tech might become the become game changer on how we groove to music and more. 
it's all about like making life rich and more dynamic, I guess, in a way when it comes to our technology. How can people find out more information on this, Robert? Well, thank you. You can search all the information on our, on our website. Uh, just type in personalized sound zone, or, or you could also purchase the product at uh, Amazon. And we do have the, both the wireless and the wired products available right now. So take a look. Sounds exciting. NTT Sonority. And uh, also, it's called Personalized Sound Zones. My guest has been Robert Sakakibara. He is the Global Marketing Group Director for NTT Sonority. Thank you for joining us all the way from the beautiful country of Japan. Thank you. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. As if it wasn't enough good news that over 800 lives have been saved by the wonderful invention of LifeVac to contribute to preventing choking, uh, we've got more good news for you. Because that's what we always do in this show. The Way Home is chock full of beautiful stories. Every week you can hear brand new ones. That our guru of good news, Jimmy Dean, James Cleefield, went out and found just for you. So, what do you have first? Well, I'll start off in Omaha, Nebraska. A gentleman named Jordan Schaefer, he's working his way through college, and he's a waiter at a local restaurant called Charlton's Restaurant. And he was having one of those Sunday nights, uh, typical busy evening uh, doing his job, when an unexpected guest arrived. Guess who that guest was? It was a known celebrity. His name? Jason Derulo. Pop star Jason Derulo and his family showed up for dinner that night. But the story is not the fact that they came for dinner, they enjoyed themselves, and I'm sure they were having a merry old time, and he met him. It's what happened at the end of the dinner that really is the heart of the story. After they left the bill, guess what Jason did? And he had left the restaurant by the time the waiter came back. He left a generous tip for this man, for Jordan. How about $5,000 for a tip? <gasps> he wrote a check for $5,000 for him, and you could imagine the the look on Jordan's face. He couldn't believe it. He said, just, I'm, just, I'm just shocked, so happy that this happened. I mean, this doesn't happen every time. But he couldn't j- thank Jason in person. He'd left. So you know what he did? He got on TikTok, and it all went viral, and he said to Jason, thank you so much for what you did. You know what you just did? You just paid for my semester in college. One semester for $5,000. That is just a wonderful story. I mean, just again, we talk about oh. celebrities, just the generosity what he did. Mm. That is beautiful. Yeah. Gosh. I just love hearing about celebrities who are very giving like that. It really makes me feel that there are some good ones out there who truly have a heart for humanity. All right. What's the next? Oh, you're going to love this one, LJ and Bob. Uh, But Marcus Moore, he's uh, autism uh, on the spectrum. He has autism, but he is high functioning and he has a wonderful, booming business. Now, I'll give you what the key word is, what he's doing. In my game show announcer voice, the password is pretzels. Okay. Marcus Moore has a love of pretzels and snacks, and the reason is because he started this wonderful business called Moore's Crunch, okay? It's a business with pretzels and snacks. He's sold all kinds of brands. He sold about 600 bags of these things, different flavors, Smokehouse Ranch, Ranch Buffalo, just to name a few. It is booming. Several stores have been selling the product, and you would think, oh, he's, he's got it made. I mean, he's happy. I mean, he's, he hit utopia. There's a missing link in this young man's life. He's 29 years old, by the way. He's living at home with his parents. He wants to, at some point, live on his own. He wants some independence, okay? Well, as I said, he just, he's just he been thinking about this for a long time. So as successful as it is, he thinks, maybe I should branch out a little bit more, take this to the next step. You know what that's going to be? 
he wants to have a commercial kitchen and hire like-minded people like him who are on the autism spectrum and try to build this business so he can make even more money and have that dream come true. And we really wish him all the best of luck. Because, I mean, again, it's the missing link. But, again, just the fact that, you know, he has this big dreams. And you should dream big, by the way. And, again, you know, you shouldn't let any disability stand in your way. But this guy, Marcus, I mean, just great for him what he's doing. And hopefully he will live that dream to be able to have a, a place of his own someday. Good job by him. Hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. And I want the ranch ones right you now. You want the ranch ones? Yeah. I, I'm hungry myself just talking about it. Tell what is the name of the product Morse again? Crunch. And- Morse Crunch. That's the name Morse? of the uh, yes. More M O R E S Crunch. Morse Crunch. Morse Crunch. And as I a matter of fact, can, do you like, remember we had a, a guest on the show, and our, our listeners, by the way, our loyal listeners on the Michigan and will recognize this name. Remember we had somebody from JoJo's Pretzels? Yeah. Yep. I was yes. thinking about that. That was a startup. <laughs> Levi King. Yes, I yeah. have to have Levi back So he on. could be have... he could be the Levi King of where he is in Annapolis, Maryland, where, by the way, this is, where he's doing his business. So who knows? Oh, I'll have to tell Levi that we were thinking of him because, yes, who knows? This could turn into this man's ticket to a, a very wonderful life of independence from his parents and probably even be able to help his parents. Sure. If it's Great. As good as all that. And it sounds really delicious. M- wonderful stuff there. Thank you, Jimmy Dean, always for making us feel so good inside and out whenever you come on the show. And, Bob, thank you for always making us feel good because you make the show go. That's so it. Without you, we are nothing. And I barely have to say a word. Yeah. <laughs> are you speechless? And you've got a great voice, too. Oh, today I By do, the way. Yes. <laughs> Yes, all these radio voices. But we thank so much Arthur Lee for coming on the program today. LifeVac.net, everyone. Please, if you want to save a life, potentially, hopefully you won't need to use it. But if indeed you do, and to stop someone from choking today, over 800 lives have been saved by using this incredible device. Go to LifeVac.net. And also, for the fruits and veggies that will change your life forever and turn your health around, Balance of Nature balanceofnature.com and put Laura into the promo for your 35% discount and free shipping. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to The Way Home. Nothing but good news to start out your week. Lots of love to all of you. Be safe. Be happy. Uh, Keep sharing and shining your light. We'll see you next time on The Way Home.